Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Amen. It's testimony time. Today we are very grateful to God for all his good works. And some people are here to give testimony. Let's give it up for Matilda. Yeah. As she brings us the testimony. Matilda, what's your testimony? Hi everyone, my name is Matilda, I'm in the communion stars, and I'm also in Ivandi Center. So my testimony is about how God saved my dad from a cardiovascular disease through the prayers of mommy. So during the vacation, we were called from the house that my dad had collapsed at the workplace. So we went to the hospital and the doctors told us that some of his coronary arteries have been blocked. So, um, and they told us that they didn't know the particular arteries which have been blocked. So they had to do an imaging on him to know the particular arteries which have been blocked. And as part of the formation, they are supposed to fix stains in his arteries, which was very, very expensive. Okay, she's, that stains are... Um, devices that they put into um, tubes so that if the tube is closed or blocked, it can be open for blood flow. So his coronary arteries are arteries to the heart. So they were going to put them inside so that the blood could flow to their hearts. This, this thing I'm saying, it was really expensive, like very expensive. How much? Like, um, they didn't know the particular vessel. Let's say, if they said one stent cost 1,500 US dollars. So just imagine after the imagery, like the number of stents they were going to fix in and the amount we were supposed to pay. Yes. So as the um, news came to us, I sent the report to mommy. And I told mommy, mommy, this is what is happening in our house. And mommy looked at the report and she said she can see a miracle in the report. And she told me she was going to pray with me and that I should believe in everything that she tells me. I believed in it and I told her that my dad was going to get healed. So um, two weeks later, the doctors did the imaging and the doctors came to us. Those very same doctors told us that after the imaging, they can't find anything in the system. Like, his system was working perfectly. All May the Lord turn the situation life around. Amen. So, this morning, I am here to thank mommy a lot because she has really done a lot for my family, especially my dad. She really helps me in prayers and she always motivates me. Thank you very much, mommy. God richly bless you. What would you like to say to the church? Okay, I'll urge all my brothers and sisters seated here that um, we have this house, there is power in the house and there is anointing in the house and we have a very powerful mommy here who helps us in prayers. So if only you are going to believe in whatever she says, you shall receive your testimony too. Thank you very much. Amen. Let's go for Matilda. We have another testimony. Are you ready for more testimony? Give it up for Stephanie as she brings us her testimonies. Give it up for testing. Give it up for Stephanie as she comes. Keep clapping, keep clapping. Encourage her as she comes. Hi, everybody. 
name is Stephanie and I'm a flower. Hi. Um, I want to thank God for delivering me from the effects of my mistakes. So, um, in August, I had to take my professional exam, and that's my licensing exam to become a pharmacist. After, yes, after, um, after completing school, if you go to pharmacy school, you have to write a licensing exam, and then you become a qualified pharmacist. So, in August, I was supposed to take this exam, and um, before the day before the exam, my mom was not feeling very well, and my brothers had traveled out. They were not around, so she was practically home alone. And when she called me and told me this, I was very worried. And the next day, I had my paper, so I was very anxious for the paper itself and then for my mom, because if you fail the paper, it's like your, your six whole years is just of no use. Like, so um, I was very anxious. So um, I went into the exam, and the exam was in two parts. You have your ethics side, that's law and ethics, for the regulations of pharmacy. And then the other part has to do with clinical exam. As in the part about diseases. So um, each of them, ha you have a booklet with colors for each of them. And because of the anxiety, I swapped the books. So <laughs> I had my ethics in my clinical book and then my clinical answers in my ethics book. And they are for different examiners. So different people are going to mark them. And Hmm. To be honest, they had been looking for me for a very long time. It's like we're about 200 people, and it was almost like I was the only one who made that mistake. And but then after the waiting paper, you have to go for an oral exam. And then in the oral exam, you have a panel, and a panel maybe of about four or five people, and you can meet anybody. You can meet from the Minister of Health to the President of PSGH. You can meet anybody at all. And unfortunately for me, on my panel, that was the first panel, there was a certain woman, a certain clinical pharmacist in a certain hospital, and I cannot mention her name. Almost all doctors know her. She is very, she's very some way. She's like and, a terminator. Yes, like she can finish you at the, the orals. And <laughs> imagine doing this mistake and going to meet her on the panel. When I entered and I realized that this woman was on my panel, I began to shake. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say. And also luckily for me, I had worked with another woman in a certain community pharmacy. And she was the CEO of the pharmacy and then she was also on the panel, a very lovely woman. So I, I took consolation in the fact that the woman was around. And then I would just be looking at her and be smiling. So, so it got to my turn and when I entered, she asked me what happened on the day of my exam. And then I, I was just quiet. I didn't have anything. And the woman said that I should defend, I should give reasons why I can become a pharmacist. Because if I can make this mistake, she cannot trust me with human lives. And she thinks that, you know, like, you see, the pharmacy is the, like the last point of call for a patient to get out of the hospital. So if you make a mistake, it means you are going to, the patient is going to die, practically. So she said, if I make such a mistake, I should defend it. And I was sitting down. I didn't have anything to say. How would you defend it? I, I didn't have anything to say. And for more than 15 minutes, the woman was just blasting me. And I was quiet, sitting down. I almost cried. And if you cry too, it's like you don't have the heart to stand something like that. So you, you are disqualified, actually. And it wasn't easy for me at all. But after the blasting, she asked me my questions that I was supposed to um, answer. And then... By the grace of God, I was able to answer my questions without crying. But when I came outside, my friends were praying for me because I had stayed for more than 30 minutes. It's supposed to last for about 10 minutes. I had stayed more than 30 minutes. Yeah, I had stayed more than 30 minutes. And my friends were outside praying for me. They knew that I was in trouble. So they told me that everything would be fine. And I believed in my heart. And the Sunday after the exam, the exam was the exam ended on, on Thursday. So on Friday, they were supposed to release our results, but then they said a lot of people were a lot, so they couldn't, they couldn't add the results together. So on Sunday, I didn't feel like going to church at all. I was, not, I was just not in the mood, but I was in Accra. So I went to the first love center, and that particular day, Daddy, after the communion, Daddy was praying about favor, and he was like, may the favor of God locate you. And at that point, I felt like 
I had come for this message. And I received it with all my heart because I knew that, Charlie, the thing, it weren't good. I really received it and believed in it. So on Monday, we're also expecting that they'll release the results on Monday. And the examiner said it's a holiday. You can imagine what he was going <laughs> It's a holiday, so he cannot release the results. So on Tuesday, we're also expecting the results to be released. And they said it was an annual meeting for pharmacists. So the man has left the results and gone for the annual meeting. In fact, my heart, the two days are not eating properly. On Wednesday afternoon, they released their results and hopefully by the grace of God. When I was checking my name, I was not expectant at all, honestly. But then, at least God came through for my unbelief. And I checked my name and I had passed. I sat on the floor in the middle of the road. I didn't know what to say. May the favor of the Lord locate you as you write your exams. You be favored as you go for your presentations. As you go for your defense, may the favor of God visit this name. And you see, one of the things that was even shocking about it was I tried to look out the name for everybody on my set. And imagine that set that looked like had very serious people were the ones that had everybody on their panel, like everybody passed on that, like wow. everybody that went to that panel passed. Like the, the woman that we felt that she would fail people. She was rather the one that passed almost everybody on her panel. Wow. And more than 15 people failed that exam. And I knew that I was, I was actually the first person on the list. But some favor just located me. Wow. And I want to encourage every one of us that as we are in this exam week, God will really come through for you. Amen. And, and, and we should believe in the prayers of the house because they really work. And God will come through for you. Amen. Amen. We've got one last testimony. Let's give it up for Setona. Keep clapping for her. Encourage her as she comes. Keep clapping, keep clapping. As you clap, your miracle is on its way. Hi, everyone. Hi. My name is Setona, and I'm in the Greater Love Gospel Club. I'm in Queen Center. My, my testimony is about how I got a miracle money in foreign currency. Receive miracle money in foreign currency by, by paying for the door offering. So last semester, mommy asked us to sow a seed in order to buy doors for the church. And I wasn't having money. But then I came for an envelope, and I had to call my mother at home to help me to pay for the doors. So a week later, I got a call from home that my uncle that I hardly speak to, like, he's my uncle's friend, actually. And um, he had come from the UK, and had given my sister some pounds to give to me. Please say it again. Take it again. What did this uncle's friend? Um, so my uncle's friend, my random uncle, I hardly speak to him. He came visiting from the UK and um, he gave my sister some pounds wow. to give to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I just want to encourage everybody here that when we are asked to sow seeds, please sow seeds. And by faith, miracles will come your way. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. I believe your faith is strengthened as we go into the exams. This week, one more time, Mommy is going to be sending out prophetic prayers. If you have not downloading them, you are really missing out. Amen. Prophetic prayers, declarations, and all sorts of things are coming to you this week. So I want to encourage you to download it and believe the prayers. Amen. Oh, put your hands together well for the Lord. Put your hands together for them. Hallelujah. Your hand clap is too weak. Put your hands together first clap. Maybe this week you have gone through some depressive, difficult, I mean, you have been oppressed this week. But the Bible says in Hosea chapter 12, I have a good news for you. The Bible says that by a prophet... Israel was brought out from Egypt 
the difficult taskmasters, and by a prophet they were preserved. Hallelujah. This afternoon, I'm going to say that there's a prophet here who is going to bring you out of your difficult moments. Hallelujah. Who is going to preach and the word will preserve your life. Hallelujah. So I want you to sit tight in your seat. Do not go out. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, please. It is my time to be, I mean, to be taking all the chains to be broken from my life. So... Do not disturb me as I'm about to hear the word of God. Don't allow your neighbor to disturb you. Hallelujah. And he's about to get up, slap him on his thigh to sit down. Amen. First slap, our pastor, our prophet is in our midst. I want us to stand to our feet, put our hands together. Let's welcome Episcopal sister, Dr. Joy Bruce. Put your hands together for her. You want to close your eyes this early afternoon and you want to thank God. Spend a few minutes just saying thank you. Thank him that you have life and you have strength. Thank him that no bad has overtaken you. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Many times we get caught up in little things, just as we saw in the drama this afternoon. And we forget the larger things that he has done for us. Somebody here, the whole year you have not seen the inside of a hospital. You don't know that it's a blessing. Thank God. Somebody, you should have paid for what you did, but somehow. He covered you, and you are here. Someone, the enemy targeted you. He was going to have you as a meal, but he didn't get you because of Jesus. Today, thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Don't forget his goodness. Take your time today and thank God for the parents that you have. Thank God for what you do. If you have a job, remember so many don't have work, but somehow you have a job. If you're a student, remember that so many tried to get in and they didn't succeed. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. He's been so good to us. As a church, he's been good to us. This time last year, we were outside. We were under canopies. The heat was having its way with us. But by his grace, today we have shelter. Just thank God. Just thank him. Thank him. Take a few minutes. Don't get tired. I know you have exams tomorrow, but take a little time today to thank him.
afternoon we just take a few minutes out to say thank you thank you for everything that you have done for us you've done so much for us we cannot tell it all thank you for doing what we have not deserved thank you for giving us favor thank you for giving us breakthroughs thank you for watching us for us through this year thank you lord that even when the enemy rose up lord you struck him down. Thank you for your preservation and protection. Father, some of us saw the valley of the shadow of death this year, but you brought us out of it. We are grateful. Some of us, Lord, our lives almost became a shipwreck, but you rescued us from there. Lord, when things did not go the way that we expected them, you picked us up and you washed our faces again. You cleaned us off one more time. And you drew us to yourself and you encouraged us with your, your love. We are grateful. We are grateful. Today we want to just take some time out to say thank you. Thank you for where we find ourselves. Thank you for where you've placed us and what you have done for us. Forgive us for the times that we complain and we gripe. And we remember the times that we have made you unhappy. Forgive us. Thank you for a day when we can remember your goodness. That we are still standing. We're grateful. In Jesus' name. And everyone shall say, Amen. Now I want you to put your hands together for the Lord. And give him a shout. Praise. Give him a shout of praise. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we give you praise. Hallelujah. We are grateful. Oh, yes, Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. God bless you. Take your seat. Today, I'm preaching for only 15 minutes. Not for any bad reason. Just that <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> As I look at the time and I can see that tomorrow exams are starting, some of you, in spite of all the preaching, you are still unbelievers. So I have to allow you to go and go <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> God has been good to us. This time last year, 
<laughs> this time last year, we were under canopies. The heat was finishing us. Yeah. It was in December that we finally had the courage to move out of the hall. Yeah. And for three months, three solid months, that's 12 Sundays, in case you don't know how to multiply, 12 or 14 Sundays, we sat under canopies. Yeah. You see, because you have not built a chicken coop before, you don't know that it is not easy to put a thousand people under canopy. Number one. Number two. A thousand young people, the way you people are some way. There are people who say, when I look at my shoes, my shoes will stick into the sand. I won't come to church at all. But God took us out and he brought us. January, February, March, we were under canopies. And in this Kumasi where it can rain any time, any day, any way. He kept us for 12 solid weeks. We never canceled a Sunday. It never rained on a Sunday around service time. We never had to say the service is closed down because of the rain. He kept us there for over 12 weeks. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. So if you find yourself in a building today with a roof over your head... Some of you choristers who have just come to school, we didn't always have a stage. Some of you dancers who are dancing today, there was a time when, when you are dancing, the stage is also dancing because it was made of wood. <laughs> you know, I'm taking my time to say it because human beings, we forget. Oh. You see, that's what I'm saying. You've forgotten that it was this year we're sitting outside. Can you not see that you are forgotten? Ask your neighbor, can you not see you are forgotten? Yeah. Well, you're forgotten. And that's why we need to have a Thanksgiving Sunday. That's why we need to have it. Amen. Are you there? To take our time and to remember things. Some of you, it was this year your WASI results came out. <laughs> and you, even somebody like you, you found a school that will take you. Today you are making faces, eh? And the lecturer has done, and the lecturer has said you have forgotten that just six months ago you were not even sure that you'll find a landing place. Come on, put your hands together. God Himself has helped you. Hallelujah. Some of you workers, you are workers, Charlie. Every month you have been complaining. You have been saying that my salary is not enough. And yet, you have survived. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, September, November, January, February, March. Hey! There are parents here, you never knew how you paid the school fees. But they were paid somehow and you are here. Some of you, your rent was expiring and you were saying, when the rent expires, I don't know, I can't do, I don't know what will happen. And God himself lifted you up from somewhere and he has placed you somewhere today and you are here in church and it's Thanksgiving Sunday. You better be on your feet and you better lift a shout and you better say, we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, sit down, sit down, sit down. You see why I told you that I'm only preaching 15 minutes? One of my problems is that when it comes to thanking God, I cannot stop. I know that if God were to be looking at me, he won't give me the things he has given to me. If it was up to me, if it, he was looking at me, what do I deserve? You, you don't even learn. You pass exams. time you are watching series exam time you are watching football hey where my house is there's some hostel close by mid sems week there was some football come and hear the people shouting i say yay rade look at them all come on now 
Yesterday, cry, they were playing, and I heard them again. Yeah. If God is to look at you and measure your exam marks by your seriousness, you know, you know that you will not get a mark. Your case, it is worse than Steffi's case that she has switched papers. At least she had answered the questions in the papers. They could see you. Hey. But God has been good to us. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Hey, you are very quiet this morning. Yeah. God has been good to us. He has been good to us. Amen. And it is important to remember and to thank him. Yeah. Never be ashamed of thanking God. Some of you, see, you have so many testimonies, you have sat on them. Mm. You have sat on the testimonies. In Tina, things are trying to become some way, some way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Media, my heart is full. I have a lot to thank God for. Mm. Mm. What are you thanking God for? For two moments. Just think. Just think. Just think. The dress you are in, maybe last time, this year, last year, this time, you didn't own it. Mm. 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 Yeah. Just thank him for the small things and the big things. Hallelujah. Hey, Lady Evanhumi, we have things to thank God for. Today is her first Sunday walking unaided. No crutches for about how many weeks? Oh, I'm not enjoying your clap. Me, I'm rejoicing. What? We thank God. We thank God. Yeah. We thank God. Amen. Some of you want to see something. And so today I'm coming to preach. You see, what I'm supposed to preach to you today is about the evils that befall people who forget. <laughs> it's important because sometimes the things that we suffer in life is we brought it on ourselves. Yeah. And today I want to talk to you about the fact that when you don't thank God, you forget. And when you forget, you become a memorer. If you like, another word for memoring is complaining. But memoring is a type of complaining. Memoring is the one that you do if the person is near you, you just say it under two. Memoring is the one that you do when you think that you are in private, you are on your own, then you are saying it. You see, I think the film stars, you should give them a hand. They are very cold. They don't know that that's what I was preaching to me. But that's exactly what they showed. So you see the girl. <laughs> are you here? She starts by saying that, oh, I'm blessed. I have a phone and this and that. And then she slowly begins to murmur and complain about her CWA. She doesn't know that she's even blessed to have one. <laughs> <laughs> There are people, they don't have no CWA because they don't have no course, no school, no nothing. Yeah. Are you with me? And so today I'm talking to you. I, that's why it's just 15 minutes. Because in this church, I have a lot of complainers. Yeah. I have a lot of complainers. And so today I'm coming to show you your future. I mean, somebody is calling you, you are complaining. Somebody is knocking on your door, you are complaining. It's time to go for rehearsal, you are complaining. Hmm. Are you there? <laughs> when you forget, you complain. But when you remember, you must remember where you are from. Hmm. Ask your neighbor, you cry, where, you are, where are you from? <laughs> it's a caution <laughs> you see there's a scripture let's quickly go there Psalm 78 from verse 40 how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert yea they turned back and tempted God and limited the holy one of Israel they remembered not his hand nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy this is a description of the children of Israel. And we often feel that they are so some way. I'm sharing this from you, with you from those who forget. A book by our bishop talking about 
You see, he has so many books on loyalty. Loyalty is faithfulness. Are you with me? And the, the, the biggest thing that disturbs us today is this loyalty. We are unfaithful. People are married, they are not faithful. People are working, they are not faithful. People are in their homes, they are not faithful. Everything. Somebody's thing, you won't do it well. You didn't know that your business is not standing because when you were doing somebody else's own, you didn't do it well. You thought it was for somebody, so you didn't do your best. Are you there? And one of the things that makes you become some way to people and to God is your forgetfulness. The quintessential example of the children of Israel. When the Bible is describing something, it describes it. It's other religions that have to tell lies and make bad people look like good people. That the Bible, how it says, it will just say it like that. So that you can see the truth. You can just see it like that. And you can see for yourself if that's how it should be. Now, here were these people. They were slaves. And the Lord sent Moses to deliver them. And they forgot. And when they forgot, they became very, 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 very some way. They forgot that they had been delivered from slavery. And some of us have been delivered from being unbelievers. When you are a slave, you don't do what you want. You do what your slave master wants. And sometimes you are even doing what your slave master wants and he'll be lashing you on top. And some of us, when we're unbelievers, we were serving the devil. You knew that drink was finishing you, but you couldn't help it. You were drinking. You knew that... What? You knew that, you see, you fornicate, so then you come and worry that why didn't you use a condom later? But by then you have done. I shouldn't say it. Yeah. Are you with me? These people had been delivered from real hardship. I'm looking for a scripture. When you see the scripture, here they are. Listen to one of their complaints. Oh. The Bible says that <laughs> in, verse, in Numbers 11 verse 2, the people cried unto Moses. Look at what they were saying in verse 5. <laughs> in fact, it starts from the second part of verse 4. Who will give us flesh to eat? They wanted meat. We remember the fish which we were eating in Egypt freely. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside manna before our eyes. And you see, all this complaining was because they had eaten one food since they left in Egypt. It's not that they were doing sparrow fast, they were eating. <laughs> they were eating. But wait, let me describe for you how ridiculous their complaint is. When you go to a prison anywhere in the world, the prisoners have only one wish and only one thing that they want. Their number one thing they want. What is it? Ah, you cry, you have not entered jail, you know that it's freedom. Even those who are in jails where in their room there's a TV, Oh yeah, some jails in oh some jails outside they say human rights and things they've done all kinds of things there. It's nicer than your house. Even they <laughs> you would like to go there. Uh, even though the room is nicer than yours. Yeah. The thing is that their freedom has been taken away from them. So no matter what compensation you give. The person's number one desire is that they will be free. Now, these people in Israel, they were like prisoners. They had to stay where, within the confines of where they were. You couldn't come and tell yourself, slave master, I want to travel. Was that not what Moses was coming to say? And look at all the drama. Just because they want. So, you, they didn't have any freedom. When you deliver a child, the slave owner will tell you whether he can take the child and sell the child for money. Oh, cry. You are not well. You don't have the right to go to hospital. You are working. 
And if perchance you die under the work, so be it, another slave will replace you. So they were like prisoners. Prisoners cry, they have more freedom. When you are not well, they'll try and take you to hospital. Ah, is it true or is it not true? So even though the prisoners are being taken to hospital, even though somebody is cooking gas for them to eat, they are getting some food, they still want their freedom first and foremost. Now here were these same people who were prisoners and they were now saying, as they have been given freedom and as they have been delivered from the prisons, we are missing onions. We used to eat garlic free of charge. Can you see how ridiculous it is? Or oh, you can see. You have received freedom. They say it was better for us when we were in the prison. Because in the prison, they were giving us garlic. Ask your neighbor, would you like some garlic? Ask another neighbor, should we bring you some onions? Ask the neighbor, how many cucumbers do you feel like having today? Would you like some melons? Can you see that you can't relate to what they are saying? We can't even relate. It's like somebody saying that, oh, when I was in jail, they used to bring me fufu from home. Since I came out, I've not eaten fufu, so I would like to go back into the prison so that they'll be visiting me and bring me. Does it make sense? <laughs> Does it make sense? That's how it does not make sense. When you sit down and you start to murmur, and you start to say, Lord, I'm suffering, and I don't have this, and I don't have that, and I don't have that. You have forgotten that you used to be in jail with Satan as your master. You have forgotten that there was a time you had no help from anywhere. You have forgotten that you could not turn your face to pray and receive an answer. You have forgotten that you had no say in what was going on with you. That's why today you can be memorizing can be memory. And this church, when we go to church, they won't close early. It's because you have forgotten that your former master used to keep you up all night every Friday night. It's because you have forgotten your former master, he used to blow your money on things that bring no profit. You have forgotten. It's because you have forgotten that even when you were tired and you said that, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore before you were aware you were doing. You have forgotten when you entered into the place and you opened up the pawn site and you blew all your credit and you were still watching. You have forgotten. You have forgotten. One day, I was the pastor of some interesting, nice young men. And in their days before they became young, nice men, I was their pastor. And one day, they came back from school. And when they came, they used to come and we were just talking after church. And one of them said, Mommy, do you know what happened to me this semester? I said, what happened to you this term? In those days, we used to have comm centers. And the boy said he left school, ran away from SHS, and went to a comm center to go and watch porn. So he watched, he paid, he paid and he started watching. He watched and 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 all his money finished. And the guy who was in charge didn't come and tell him that session has ended. He left him there. And he watched and he watched until all he, the money he knew he had on him, no? <laughs> and he watched and he watched and he watched and he watched. Until he realized that, hey, it's time. I'd better be getting back to school. And so he got up from behind the thing and then he went to the table to go and ask that, oh, so how much more am I going to pay? And when they gave him the amount that he was going to pay, he said, shit, I don't have that amount in my pocket, oh. He gave the guy the cash that he had. And they said, this is all I had. I have. Allow me to go to school. I'll come back and come and play. And the man said, who born you by mistake? Bring your belt. Bring your shoes. Are you there? The man collected his belongings. And he walked back into the school like an armed robber had met him on the way. You have forgotten how the devil disgraced you. You have forgotten. That's why... Small testing 
It's not that they didn't have food. It is that they didn't really like that type of food. Uh-huh, that's the thing. It's not that they didn't have food. You are complaining that you are broke because you have not been able to buy your love and you have been eating gobe, but you have forgotten that the gobe is keeping you. You have forgotten. I remember one time in this very church, at that time we were in the small, in the other portion of the church. I remember that I was ministering to the people and I remember that I heard the Holy Ghost say in my ear, somebody has eaten gobe for three months I remember calling the young man. I remember saying it and the young man came to stand. And as he was standing there, the tears were falling from his eyes. And I remember saying to him, your time of eating gobe for three months straight, it is over. I can tell you today, that young man is eating what he wants to eat. Not beans and Gary. Hey, your breakthrough may not have come. It may not have been yesterday, but it is certainly on its way. Just hold on long enough. Just praise him long enough. Just remember his goodness long enough. It will encourage you. Are you in the church? Hmm. These people, children of Israel, they had forgotten the magnificent demonstrations that the Lord had done. They had forgotten that the Lord had delivered them from Pharaoh. They had forgotten how the Egyptians had flies all over and there were no flies where they were living. They had forgotten how all the Egyptians had lice and there were no lice in their place. They had forgotten how darkness covered the entire land of Egypt but it never came near them. They have forgotten how the firstborn of every single thing and person in Egypt died but their children didn't die. They had forgotten how the Lord brought them out of Egypt and put a cloud in front of them and that cloud led them day after day. They had forgotten how the Lord gave them a pillar of fire by night and that fire guarded and kept them night after night. They had forgotten how when they came to the Red Sea the Lord parted the sea and they walked on it they had forgotten that it is not every day that everybody walks through water but they had been there and God had parted and they had passed through they had forgotten then it is because you are like them and we are like them we have forgotten the days that we were not well and a word set us on our feet again we have forgotten the days that we didn't have and he had provided for us we have forgotten that we are children we don't have money, but he has built a house and he has put a roof over our heads. We have forgotten. We don't have much, but when we come here, we have so much happiness. We have forgotten. And that's why we can stand there and say, yeah, when I come, they take my time. They keep... Do you know you could have been dead by now? Do you know? Don't take it for granted. Don't take his blessing in your life for granted. From today, stop the complaining. Stop the murmuring. Switch it out with thankfulness. Are you there? Some of you, you play instruments. You're complaining because that's why we don't see. Mm. Did I say anything? I didn't say anything. I'm innocent. I didn't say anything. Hey, when you come and I'm going to play that thing and then they'll make me say and then they say I won't play again I've been taking photographs and taking photographs but they never use my pictures for anything my friend you don't know how blessed you are to even be holding a camera just hold the thing and keep taking the pictures you have no idea. Hey, when we do that thing, they're always brasting us. Every day they'll be brasting us, brasting us. That hey, when we do it, it's not good. They say the media peoples, they say that uh, the sound peoples, they say that, hey, my friend, you must know that you are blessed and privileged to have something to do in the house of God. For somebody to even tell you, it's not like this, it's not like that. One day when you sit down and you are earning your money in dollars, remember that somebody told you, don't do it like this, do it like that stay with it, stay on it you're on your way somewhere don't complain and mess it up don't complain hey, are you in the house? 
Don't worry, my sound, my technical and media people, they don't complain. At least, at least the ones I know, they don't complain. Hey! Me, I won't join those media people. The way they have been brasting, brasting. <laughs> Be there. <laughs> Are you in the house? Today, I want thankfulness to come out from before you, from within you. I want you to thank God and make it a habit to thank him. You are in the room with three other unbelievers. I tell you, it's because God knows you, the way you are. If you didn't have those three unbelievers surrounding you, you wouldn't pray at all. As they are tormenting your life, every day you are calling the name of Jesus. You didn't know it was for you. It was for your sake. Hallelujah. I'm reading. The children of Israel complained about many different things. Nothing seemed to satisfy them. They turned against God who had blessed them and gave them many precious things. Because memory emanates from an evil spirit, there is a point at which it does not even make sense. It is a repeated act of rebellion against a person. It is anointed from hell and fully controlled by an evil being. Are you there? Child of a pastor. You're complaining. Hey, when we are pastor's children, our parents, they've been working very wrong hours. Because of that, my father is always out. He doesn't mind us. Because of that, I don't like God. How is that God? Because of that, when I go to school, I've been suffering. The teachers, they torment me because I'm a brother. Be careful. Be careful. There are other people too. Their parents don't have their time because they are chasing money. Today, they have traveled. Tomorrow, they are here. Tomorrow, they are there. Be careful. You are alive because he kept you alive because he knew that you were the child of his servants. He has kept you alive. Don't even start. Don't even start. Do you know what would have happened to you, child of a pastor, if your parents had not been a pastor? I don't know who I'm talking to, but receive it. You work, you walk through various corridors, doors open for you because your father is a pastor. You don't know that there are good things following you because of that. Stop your memory. Stop your memory and start thanking God. Do you think when I'm praying and when somebody else is praying, the same thing? It's not the same thing at all. At all. So if you are my child, obviously my prayer for you, it has more weight. Don't bring yourself than your money-chasing parents when they pray. Oh yeah. Allow me to say because I have been meeting the children of pastors who are complaining. I've met some who are so blessed and thankful to God. And I've met others who have allowed Satan to fill their minds and their hearts. And then they come to tech campus and their first thought is that, hey, now I'm away, I'm going underground. You're going what underground? I will find you. And you will come to church. Hey! All pastor's children say amen. amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You see, if we leave the devil eh, he will turn the good things to bad. One day I was crying before the Lord because one more time I was leaving my babies at home and I was going away. And as I was crying and I was going, then he asked me, as you are there crying, this your friend, where I was staying, we were all working in the same area. This your friend, where does she work? I said, in the market. I said, this one, where does she work? I said, in the market. So this one, where does she work? I said, in the market. Then he asked me, what time does she go to work? And I thought, all of them, they used to leave home before me. So what time do they get back? As I thought about it, they all got back after me. Then he asked me, so what are you crying about? No, a day they are chasing money. Don't bring yourself up. I'll serve God. I'll serve God. Yeah, I'll serve God. When you adopt the mind of a complainer, you don't see straight. Good things become bad things to you. Yeah. Some of you, when you heard today was Thanksgiving Sunday, you say, eh, what crowd do I have to thank God for? Be careful, oh. Hmm. Be careful. Be careful. 
the things that have done you in your life this year, they have done other people. Hmm. They have done other people and they didn't survive. Eh, but me, I've lost my job. You lost your job. Some people have lost their life, not their job. You lost your job. Some people have lost their legs. Hey. You have lost your job. Some people have lost their husbands. Earlier this year, a grandfather was standing on a boat and he was playing with his grandchild. And the grandchild was playing, 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 playing. And there was a place with glass in front of them. And the grandchild was touching the glass and touching the glass. And suddenly the grandchild got to a place. It looked like there was glass, but there was no glass. And right before that grandfather, the child just pushed the thing and went over. Bang, 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 and ended up dead in the sight of her mother, in the sight of her grandfather. In the they are alive. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Some of you, you should put your problem into a gagba. I don't know what they call gagba in English. It's a big bowl. It's a, it's, when you say basin, to us, gagba is a particular basin. It's a metal basin that we used to bath babies. The one that is a bigger version of what they used to fry donuts and fry yam. Uh-huh. Put your problem in Gagba and go to Babayara Stadium to go and exchange it. When you get there, you say, I'm looking for somebody to take my Gagba of problems. You'll be standing when you see people coming. This one, 5,000 liter poly tank of problems. This one, a whole house of problems. You will carry your small gagba back on your head and say, Lord, it's okay. I like my own like that. It's okay. It's okay. Today is our Thanksgiving Sunday. I want gratitude to fill your heart. And I want you to thank God for everything that he has done for you. He's been good. He's been good. Some of you this time last year, I didn't know you. And I thank God for you. And I thank God for knowing you. I thank God for an opportunity to pastor you. Yeah. Today you want to thank God. Stand to your feet. And one more time. Thank him this time from your heart. Thank him. There's a song. I don't know if you know it, but you're going to learn it. So you should know it. We will remember. Today remember. We will remember, we We will remember the works of your hands, and we will stop and give you praise. That says, when we walk through life's darkest valley, we will look back at all you have done, and we will shine. God is good, and He is a faithful one. Hey, you wanna say we will remember? We will remember. 
another verse and it says, I still remember the day you found me. One more time, I still remember. I still remember the day you saved me. The day I you called on my name. You said you love you me. never leave me. You'll never leave me. Hey. And I've never Come been on, the same. Come on, shout and say I will your head as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. The angels of heaven are watching this afternoon to jubilate over you. You who is here in this house, but you've not yet given your life to Jesus. The Bible says that the, the angels rejoice in heaven over one sinner who repents more than hundreds of others who feel they need no repentance. And so as you are standing there, I want you to ask yourself, is my name in the book of life? Your name may be in the books of KNUSD. Your name may be in the books of your hostel. Your name may be in the books of your family. But there is another book in the most important book in life. It is called the Lamb's Book of Life. And it's only those whose names are in that book. They are the only ones who will see heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody, nobody, nobody comes to the Father except through me. This afternoon, you want to come to Jesus. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed. You are here, you are saying, I believe. I believe Jesus. But I'm not sure my name is written in the book of life. The Bible says the demons cry, believe him. And they even tremble. But they cannot confess him. And that's why the Lord says that you must confess him. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that what you believe in your heart, you now must confess it with your mouth in order to be saved. And so while we are here in the quietness of the house, you are here, you are not sure you are born again, be sure today. I want to give you an opportunity to pray and to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and to have him write your name in the book of life. You want to receive Jesus, lift up your right hand where you are. Just lift up your right hand. Just, just lift it up. I can see your hands. Just lift up your right hand. Now, wherever you are, just come out of there and come and stand. Just come to me. I want to pray with you. Jesus is calling you. It's the best thing you can thank him with. To give him your heart and give him your life. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. The angels are rejoicing. They can see you from heaven. They can see your decision. The rejoicing and celebration. It has started in heaven. But today is the best thank you that you can bring to Jesus. Step out and come. Step out and come. I 
always like to wait an extra two seconds for somebody who is still battling. There's a battle over your life and over your soul right now. There's a battle. Something is saying you don't need to go. And somebody's saying go. Somebody's saying that, oh, it's not necessary. And something is saying it is necessary. There's a battle over your life. Who will you believe? Step out now and come. Step out. Step out and come. Step out. Don't mind your friend by you. He That friend didn't die for you. He cannot save you. Just come. We will stand there one day on our own. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Hurry up and join us and let us pray. Bow down your heads. Let us pray together. You want to say after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for these ones who have come to give their lives to you. Thank you that their names are written in the book of life. I pray for them. May they never go back. May they never fall back. May they never retrogress. Rather, may they grow closer and closer to you. And in a year's time, when we are talking about Thanksgiving, may they be thanking God for today that they came and they gave their lives to you. I thank you for them, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDSA. God richly bless you.